a new thing. Hello, Malcolm here, and welcome to your daily devotional podcast anchored in Isaiah 43 and verse 19, which says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. We're currently looking at God doing a new thing in the life of Daniel. And today we explore Daniel's humility. Let's read from chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Then the king commanded his palace master, Ashpenaz, to bring some of the Israelites of the royal family and of the nobility, young men without physical defect and handsome, versed in every branch of wisdom, endowed with knowledge and insight, and competent to serve in the king's palace. They were to be taught the literature and language of the Chaldeans. Let's think about Daniel here and his humility, expressed in two ways, which we'll talk about in a moment. See, Daniel was from Jewish nobility. He was a handsome chap. He was intelligent, well-educated. He had everything going for him. I have a granddaughter now, and when she's old enough, and perhaps she might bring a young man home to visit her granddad, if it was someone like Daniel, I dare say I would be pretty pleased, at least based on those outward qualities. But there's more to him than that, isn't there? I mean, in his homeland, he was used to people treating him with deference, with respect. People would ask his opinion on important matters, and doubtless they were wowed by his insights and the breadth of his education and his understanding. Now, however, he is in a very different context. He has to he has to fight to survive. Owen McManus put it this way in his book, Wide Awake. While once considered an expert, now Daniel's Jewish education was considered obsolete. He would have to retool himself if he was to survive, much less distinguish himself among the young men in the palace. See, Daniel demonstrates great humility in two ways here. First, he shows himself adaptable to his new, less-than-ideal circumstances. And secondly, he looks to God for answers, and not his own intelligence. We find at the end of uh, in Daniel, Daniel chapter 2, verses 17 and 18, that when Daniel goes home and tells Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah about the problems that they have, he asks them to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning the mystery, so that Daniel and his companions with the rest of the wise men of Babylon might not perish. They go to God. And then later in the chapter, when the king asks Daniel for his interpretation, Daniel tells him that there's no wise man that can do this, but there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. Daniel wants the king to know that it is God who is the one to give understanding. It would have been so easy for Daniel to say, yes, oh, I, I know what to do. And he could have created greater security for himself, perhaps in some way, with the king. But 
He wanted the king to know it was from God. You know, sometimes our background, our education and our gifts are eclipsed by circumstances beyond our control. The Apostle Paul experienced this, didn't he? In 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 9, he said, We felt we had received the sentence of death, but, key thing, this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. Has anything happened to you recently? Is there a possibility that God allowed it so that you might not rely on yourself, but God? It would be good to bring that thing in prayer to God today. And I hope you find your heart, your life, your congregation and your world inspired by God doing a new thing. Until tomorrow, take care and God bless.